Yo, yo, yo. That's my seatbelt. It's your girl, Veronica Rants. All right, guys. So you already know how it is. I uh, always record my episodes while I'm driving because it's like therapeutic. It's fucking great. And there's not that many people on the road, so don't make me feel bad about doing this. But I wanted to share with you guys um, something that happened to me. Um, I'm pretty sure that I've talked about it, but I think I deleted it because I like wanted to start my podcast fresh and just to delete everything that I have recorded like prior for like the last two years I just kind of deleted it because I was over it I guess that I was going through a transformation um metamorphosis you know like a fucking beautiful butterfly but what I wanted to talk about is uh, my story um I'm gonna share with you guys and explain to you what has happened to me why like I've decided to do certain things so when I was born I was born with a mole and the mole was on my face. A mole, not a mold. <laughs> That's something else. But I was born with the mole and the mole was on my left cheek. So apparently when there's like a lunar or solar eclipse, um, I don't know if this is a myth or if it's true. Like I've read up on it and I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I have to continue to research and read up on it. So apparently when this happens, when there's any type of eclipse or maybe it's a specific type of eclipse... When you're pregnant, it can actually, like, affect your baby. Um, I think that the day that I was born around that time, like, 91 in November, there was some type of eclipse. Like, around that time, something was going on. This is what my mom has told me, and I'm like, this is sounds very, very, very Hispanic. And you know how they have, like, they believe all these things and i was just all these superstitions that they're like oh my god if you do this if you walk barefoot you're never getting pregnant and you're like what or if you wash your hair and go to sleep you're gonna get sick and i'm like huh which sometimes it has happened to me because i love to sleep with a fan on and ac super cold so i'm like okay well that makes sense but they'll just say like random shit like that makes no sense if you walk under those stairs under that not stairs under that ladder you're gonna die and you're like the fuck no so i was born with this mole and there's pictures of me but you like i was born with it like my cheeks were very red and then it started to form so i started to have a a mole form on my left cheek and it started to grow and my mom went crazy she like fought what i mean by fought is that she fought in the sense that she didn't want me to have it so she had to fight and find a surgeon that would want to do my surgery because she didn't want me to have this now what could have happened to me if i would have left it is that i would have potentially gotten skin cancer and this mole would have gotten so big that it would have covered probably most of my face or if not all of my face up to my like neck up to my like pectoralis like my chest area that's how much it could have it could have grown so when they told this to my mom they're like this is what can happen to her if you don't do it or if not you can do something about it but nobody wanted to do my surgery because i was so little so my first surgery was when i was 15 months and my mom would tell me that people would literally go up to her and ask her if i had a roach on my face mind you this is how trauma starts i was literally a tiny little baby i was literally a baby 
a toddler and you have people asking my mother and projecting it onto me is that a roach on her face oh my god what happened to her all i want to say about this is that one it's none of your fucking business two if you really need to know because i know that sometimes people ask because they may know somebody that has something similar to it that's going through something that's similar and you know they want to like get some information and be like oh my god and they're back of their head they're like let me ask them because you know my nephew's going through this and i just want to make sure like etc two there's a way to ask so one none of your business two there's a way to ask three none of your fucking business one more time so these people would continue to just say really like just say things that you should not be saying when there's a little kid around because that does affect the child whether you believe it or not it affects the child so from there i got my first surgery at the age of 15 months which is basically like a year and a half for those of you that don't want to count the months and be like how much is 15 months because i hate when people do that they're like my child is 48 months and you're like what you could have just said that they're two actually that's not two i'm retarded (laughs) that means that they're four but you guys get what i'm saying wow i can't believe i just said that i don't know why i thought that a year had 24 months but apparently i do (laughs) anyways holy shit i feel so dumb right now um so what ends up happening is that i got my first surgery at 15 months and then from there i get five more surgeries in total before the age of three so i got my big surgery at 15 months which the doctor that did it my mom told me um he did my first two surgeries and then i don't know who did my last three but my last three was before the yeah it was five surgeries before the age of three and then i had my big surgery when I went into right before I went into sixth grade so that summer before going to middle school I had a huge surgery and I'm never gonna forget the surgery because I don't I remember some of it but all I remember was that the recovery was the worst part the whole purpose of me sharing my story you'll understand why so the recovery was horrible because they had to pull out my stitches and my stitches were literally um let's just say if you look at your index finger let me explain this the best way possible so imagine a man that's like six foot five that has usually men that are like that big ass hands his index finger the size of his like the top of his index finger all the way down below like all the way down like right about to touch your wrist just imagine a stitch that long so i had a stitch that was underneath my skin obviously because they had healed and they had to pull it out all i remember was exactly what i was wearing that day so i go to jackson memorial that's where i had my surgery my sister's holding my hand and i was like 10 years old and they start pulling it and my tears just like they just start coming out because of the pain like I wasn't even crying it was just the pain was so intense and my tears would just come out and my sister's holding my hand and the doctor looks at me and he's like hey you can't cry because the saline it's gonna apparently it was gonna like uh it was that's a stitch it was gonna like dissolve and they weren't gonna be able to pull it out so I had to hold my tears back that is till this day the most painful experience I've ever had in my life 
Now, after that, the recovery process is basically before the stitch was taken out. It's like they put like a clear band-aid on your face. It's like a piece of plastic. And I couldn't wash my face for like a week and a half. Just the left side. I could do everything else, not clean the left side of my face. Um, I couldn't run. I couldn't do anything. So for like two months, I couldn't really leave my house. I had to wear a bucket hat. And honestly, Nelly like ain't got shit on me because I had to wear a bucket hat and a fucking band-aid, a flexible fabric so it wouldn't hurt my skin. So I had to do all of this. Even though I had the plastic, I wasn't wearing band-aids yet, but I was wearing the bucket hat. And like if I would go out, if I would do anything, I had to be very careful. I couldn't be in the sun. Like the sun for me was prohibited. They were like, she can't be in the sun because she can't. So finally, they took out the stitch and I started wearing flexible fabric and I would have to cover the left side of my face all the time because of the the scarring and how it was still healing and I had to go to school with a band-aid and a hat and it sucked because people were so like kids are fucking ruthless and me as a child growing up I went through a lot because I was bullied excessively in school and that's why I have the personality that I have that I'm like, I'll give, I'm like sassy. I'll give you some smart ass fucking remark. Like I'll get in your face. I'll be confrontational because I had to deal with people coming up to me and touching my fucking face at a very young age. Like people were just invading my personal space, like personal space. I can't talk today. My personal space since I was basically born. And the whole point of this is that if you see someone and they have something and to you, it does not seem normal. It, it, you do not have the right. You do not have the right. I don't care what anybody says. You do not have the right to ask them. It is none of your goddamn business. And I think that people don't understand this. Like, It is not any of your business to ask this person, hey, what happened to you? Because they have to see themselves every day and they're aware of it. And you asking them is just a reminder to it. And I know that people are going to say, well, if you're healed, like, you know, it's not going to bother you. Like now I've gotten to an age where it's like if if my scar weren't to be there because they told me that as I would get older, closer to the age of 29, if I wanted to get reconstructive surgery, I could. But the possibility of like my eyelid, uh, you know, being pulled down my left eyelid, that's a possibility. So now I'm just used to my scar. My scar, my skin has healed incredibly. I'm super grateful. Thank God. I guess that as you do get older, you just accept yourself. And after so many experiences, you're just like, it's literally just a scar on my face. And I'm extremely blessed that I had, you know, that my mother fought to find somebody to take this off, you know, my face because she didn't want me to go through Whatever I was going to go through, whatever could have happened, she wanted me to not experience any of that because it could have been a lot worse. And I know that people don't see that, but then as you get older, you're like, wow, this could have been a lot worse. And I'm just happy that this, like, these are the results for now. I'm just happy with how I am and how I look. So you have no right to ask anybody anything. And I think that that was my whole situation, like growing up. Kids were just so fucked up. And it was always like the little kids that liked me, they were so mean to me. And I would always be like, well, you're super mean to me, but you like me. So shut the fuck up. And my dad, he told me that one day some little kid told me something. 
And I was like seven. And I just turned around and I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. And he was like, Veronica. But I was defending myself because I'm not going to tolerate anybody to disrespect me because this shit was fucking traumatizing. So I got to high school. I mean, not high school. I got to middle school and people would call me Nelly, which now I laugh about it because I did have to wear a Band-Aid. And um, people would just call me Nelly all the time. They'd be like, oh, my God, what happened to you? And I was so shy. Like, I would, I literally cut my bangs, like, for the left side of my face. I cut my bangs to just cover my left eye. So I was, like, Violet from The Incredibles for, like, eight years of my life. I need to stop saying, like, I say it a lot. Holy shit. From there, um, we go to high school. And at this point, I don't know if you guys know this, but your skin gets better. Like, it, it'll adjust itself as you get older. Um, and my skin was just so tight. Obviously, your skin is super tight when you're young. So my left cheek, like, my face was a little bit more lopsided. And now it's obviously, like, your skin is still tight. But it's not as tight. So you're, it starts to adapt. Your skin changes, etc. From here, I go to high school. And high school was traumatizing as well because now I had braces. And I was like, great, I have a scar and I have fucking braces. Yes. So we go to high school. And it's very difficult because I always asked myself, why do I have this? Like, why was I born with a scar on my face? And I would just look at myself and cry. Cry, 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 cry every single day. Like, why do I have a scar on my face? Why? Why me? Why did this have to happen to me? Like, why I just want to look like a normal person? Why can't I look like this girl? Why don't I look like her? Etc. I would always see it as a disadvantage until I started to see it as an advantage. So high school was very traumatic. I never felt pretty enough. I never felt good enough. My confidence was like non-existent completely. And it was honestly till I around i would probably say like two years ago maybe my 26 that i started to feel better about myself and what happens with people that go through traumatic experiences is that we're very good at hiding it for the most part we're very good at telling you oh yeah i feel fine but we don't because it's it's not something that's easy to deal with and maybe to some people they'll be like oh i've never noticed her scar but there was a point that it was very noticeable that my face was lopsided and sometimes like part of it is because you know they basically cut a piece of my skin and sew it together like my skin is going to be a little bit lopsided naturally because you know there's trauma in that area when you cut and cut and cut there's trauma there but for the most part thank god that my skin scars and heals beautifully so we got to high school very intense experience for me um like obviously i know high school is not easy for like the majority of people that go to high school it's very depressing you go through a lot of emotions puberty um you have like every type of eating disorder i mean at least that was for me i was a binge eater horrible because i was in dance and it was like a competition of who was the prettiest the skinniest and the best dancer people don't like to admit it but that's the fucking truth and once I graduated high school, I did a laser procedure. And I went with this doctor, I'm not going to say who, and the laser procedure fucked me up. When I'm telling you that this laser procedure fucked me up, it fucked me up. I, bro- I got an allergic reaction from the procedure. My face 
would just break out into an allergic reaction. When I'm telling you that I got blisters all over on my nose, like water blisters, and then I got one on my right cheek, like two of them, water, like filled up with water, and then I got some around my lips with crust, that's what happened to me. I have never had any type of allergic reaction, but this lady apparently did not know what the fuck she was doing, triggered it. So, at first, I just thought that it was normal until I did another laser procedure, another one, and then I was like, okay, it's her. I end up telling my sister because she took me with her, and I'm like, hey, this is not right. Like, something is off with my skin, and my sister's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't worry about it until the third time that it happened, and I'm like, no. So after I stopped seeing that lady and stopped doing laser, my skin has recovered, and I don't break out into weird, random, like, reactions or hives. Thank God. So I end up going to Dr. Weibel. She's fucking incredible. She helped heal three burn victims that were triplets. Completely helped them heal. Like, completely. And she does my laser. This was the most... This is the second most painful experience of my life. My tears just streamed down my face. So when they do laser, it's basically little zaps. But just imagine getting pinched. Very, very... Like, a very sharp, painful pinch... All around your cheek. Tiny little pinches. Non-stop. When she got to where I have like the bigger bump of my scar towards uh, closer to my eyelid. My tear, I just, I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, bitch, I'm going to pass out. They put numbing cream for an hour and a half. And I still felt that shit. So the laser went great. Very painful. Oh. I would not want to do it again. They were like, you need to do more. And I was like, I'd rather fucking die because I refuse to do that shit again. And I end up doing it. Basically, they bring your skin and then new skin grows back. It's a very nasty, weird looking process. But the end results were incredible. And my skin has just healed beautifully. For me to get facials, it's been very difficult. But I found Sunny and I just started to do facials actually last year. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing facials. And she's told me. I trust her with everything. She knows my whole situation like situation with my scar. She's like, I think you need to try microneedling. So that's my next thing. And it's not that I want to... I don't want to get rid of my scar because I can't see myself without it. It's just that the roughness of it, if I can make it less rough, that's what I'd like to do. Because it's a part of me. It's a part of me that I hated. It's a part of me that I've learned to love. It's a part of me that, you know, when you hate something so much about yourself, even though you hate it, you can't see yourself without it because you were born with it. You're used to it. It's become a part of you. So eventually my scar will slowly start to fade away more with time. And it has. So I'm just happy about that because it did put me through a lot of traumatic experiences and it's still traumatizing to an extent. But the whole purpose of this episode is that I see so many tragic accidents, like on Botched. I watched the show. I don't know if you guys know her, like Dr. Pimple Popper. I just see so many people that have been through so much. And I just wish that people would stop asking them, like, oh, my God, what happened? Or, yes, if you see somebody with something weird, you're going to look at them. But don't stare at them. They're aware of it. And it is very hurtful. And I'm trying to bring awareness because I saw this as a disadvantage until I saw it as an advantage. You can do whatever anybody else is doing if you have something that is out of the norm. Like me, if you have something that happened to you that is inexplainable, it just happened, you were born with it. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And you can be like a spokesperson for that. So 
my whole duty now this is why i wanted to like start doing print work and do modeling for a sunglass like a bunch of let's say like dior or prod if i ever got to that level like do sunglass wear and just do print work for them and show my scar because i'm never gonna forget the day that i had to do um my portfolio like i had to do new headshots right and the photographer was like well we're gonna have to edit out your scar that made me feel i was 13 i just came home and i just cried the whole day it was horrible and it was it was just having to explain to everybody like oh i have a scar on my face like all this or yeah i was born with it and people having so many people just come up to me and touch my face so many people i have literally had people that have followed me around to ask me what happened to me i have literally had adults ask me what happened to my face and try to touch it in high school i had a girl that came up to me try to touch my face and the whole class had to stop her because um when i was a senior it's once you're senior like everybody kind of knows each other but i had no idea who this girl was and my most of the people in that class i knew and the teacher got up and she like got in front of me and then everybody blocked the other girl and they all looked at her like are you they literally told her are you fucking stupid because she asked me that i'm never gonna forget that because she really was fucking stupid and i wish that if i could see her i still tell her you're a dumb fucking bitch so my whole point is that when you see people that are going through this or that you know and they're that are, you're close to them they're gonna tell you when they're ready when i'm talking to someone and i become close to them i tell them my situation or if i've been working because people are curious i understand a thousand percent and if i've been working with you and you ask me in a nice way and i'm by myself i'll be like hey man sure like i really don't like when people ask me but i understand why you're curious and we've been working together for a few months so i'm going to share my story with you and after you tell them they're like oh okay well for the most part they're like it's cool it gives you character whatever and you're like yeah 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 (coughs) but people are going to share with you whatever they want to share with you when they're ready to share it that is what i've learned don't force anybody and if you're gonna ask them pull them aside and be like listen i know it's none of my business um i'm just very curious and i know it's still none of my business but i just really want to know what happened um i know i'm being nosy but i've never you know met anybody that has been through something you know what like what happened to you or like your face etc and i just really want to know if you don't want to tell me it's fine you can tell me whenever you're ready for the most part i'll be like listen right now i just don't feel comfortable talking about it but i'll talk to you when i'm ready and they'll be like oh okay yeah if you're gonna offend somebody remember you however you feel whenever you want to share something you share something another experience that i've had was one time i went to go eat i was at ceviche with like two of my good friends and we were sitting down eating and i had my hair pulled back and this one of the servers literally looks at me in front of literally 10 people and he's like what happened to your face and i just turn around and look at him and i'm like it's none of your fucking business and that's super rude and disrespectful for you to ask me like that in front of a group of people and you know what the worst part was that everybody said that i was rude nobody said that he was rude they were like that was a little bit intense veronica and i'm tired of people saying that and I have had to fight and argue with my parents about it, with my friends about it, with people about it that don't understand it. I'm not being rude. You're being rude. 
by asking someone something that is none of your, once again, goddamn fucking business. Is it gonna, how is it gonna change your life if I tell you or if I don't tell you? It's not. Is it a life or death situation? It is not. So the whole purpose of this episode is that you do not need to feel bad for answering someone however the fuck you want to answer them. Because they're invading your personal space and your privacy. And you don't need to share anything that you do not want to share. So when I see all these cases of people that go to botched with these tragic and traumatic situations, especially Dr. Pimple Popper... It's, it is out of their control and they're doing the best that they can every day. So they don't need people reminding them like, oh my God, you know what happened? Like, oh my God, this. And also, if you're going to go up to somebody be like, you know, oh my God, you have a scar on your face, but you're so beautiful. Like that is unnecessary. I don't need to hear that. Thank you. You think I'm pretty? Think I'm pretty from afar because that to me is just pity. It's a pity party. Nobody likes that. So what I'm trying to say is, is that I see all these people that want to get so much plastic surgery. There's people that are obsessed with plastic surgery. And if there's one thing that I can give you some advice from someone that has had, you know, six surgeries, has had laser, that has had to deal with, with this because it was, you know, life, it, would, it was going to become life or death. I would have gotten skin cancer horribly, would have covered my face. Thank God that didn't happen. You guys don't understand the stress that you put your body under. Not only that, but healing, horrible. The healing process is just, if I could have not had surgery, I would have not done it. Like my, my sixth surgery, because all I remember was that that summer, all I wanted to do was play. And I couldn't play at all. Like I didn't, I couldn't even play hide and seek. I couldn't play manhunt. I couldn't even go to the beach. I always had to wear sunscreen. And I still do that to this day. Like I have to wear sunscreen all the time. I always cover my face. You know, now that I'm older and my skin has healed and I've recovered, you know, my skin is better because of everything that I've done to prevent. I don't always have to wear a hat, but I'm always very mindful about my scar, about wearing sunscreen, about wearing a hat. And just I have to be careful. That's This is just my, my story, my situation, my problem. But you guys don't understand the trauma that you're putting your body through when you get surgery. If you want to get your tits done, great. But I'm talking about people that are literally obsessed with plastic surgery. If you don't need to do it, don't do it. Just don't. Because the process is just, it can be gruesome. And if something goes wrong, you have to put your body again through all of that distress. Oh, something else, again you have to. And it takes longer to heal. And then the healing recovery is not how it used to be. So just be mindful of that, of what you're putting your body through. Because your body doesn't forget. And your body's like this huge, beautiful vessel and you need to just thank it every day. If it's something like your nose is fractured or you've never liked it, I understand. Like, I've always wanted to get my boobs done and I probably will. But then sometimes I see stories of these women that have gotten their tits done and they get these horrible infections and you can't help but wonder. It's like, it's always a 50-50. Like, hey, my surgery can be great or it can be fucking horrible, which it can happen. So if you don't need to put your body through any of that, don't do it. And I'm going to leave everybody with this. Um, I just wanted to share my story with all of you. Just you don't owe anybody an explanation and no you are not being rude if you tell them no i don't want to answer you that's it you're not being rude you're entitled to answer them however you want 
as long as you do it respectfully like i've had people that it's like i really want to know and i'm like hey listen i just don't, i don't think that i need to tell you I've, honestly it's really none of your business and if they take it personal that's their problem that is their problem and that's it they can deal with that that is their situation that's it you should not feel bad for not explaining to someone what happened to you at all don't ever feel bad and you don't like i'm I'm gonna keep saying this you don't owe anybody an explanation for me to say this it took me so i went through so much like therapy (laughs) so i went through so much therapy because basically my therapist would be like hey you know if you don't want to answer people don't you don't need to tell them what's going on because after so many years of you know having people saying like you know if they do ask you like you should answer or you shouldn't be rude it's like no that is not right that is not that is not a proper learned behavior what my behavior should have been what should have been taught and i know what i should have been explained at a younger age was if someone is disrespecting and crossing your boundaries you are entitled to let them know that you do not feel comfortable and that you do not want to answer their question that is what i should have been you know what they should have told me at a younger age but obviously as you get older and you go through experiences like i just said you start to learn all of these things and you start to become self-aware and you start to realize what you like and what you don't what you dislike and what you want to do and what you don't want to do and what you choose to deal with and what you choose to not deal with so i'm gonna go inside and i'm gonna eat my little cake and do my workout i have to teach a pilates class today i don't care i'm gonna work out for like two hours so i'm gonna enjoy this cake but yeah guys just don't ask people like you don't need to ask them if they want to share with you they will it's honestly none of your business it's not going to change your life because like i said they're going through it and they have to see themselves every day like i see myself every day i see my scar i know what happened to me i know what i run through and then to have somebody just come up to you and be like oh my god like this and that's like dude i don't know i've gone through too much i've dealt with too much to i don't have to answer you that's it and the people that have been the closest to me have never ever let me just say this one more time the people that are closest to me the people that i've dated have never asked me i told them and they never asked me after that and that's how you know that they're respectful of it and they're an adult about it and they're emotionally mature about it they're in tune they're aware they're like okay she told me once and that's it you shouldn't have to repeat yourself if somebody tells you once be like okay hey i hear you i listened i understand thanks for sharing with me and that's it so i'm gonna let you guys go it's a beautiful day please stay safe wear your mask take your supplements take all those vitamins drink some water drink some alkaline water eat sleep well and stop dealing with shit that you don't need to deal with because life is short period bitch i'm out bye